I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about where your faith comes from, where it originates from, and how you got there. And then over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking a little bit about that and what is kind of a popular thing right now about deconstruction of faith and then maybe something you don't hear about often about reconstructing your faith. And like you said, Thaddeus, it's a popular thing right now, the word deconstruction, but arguably deconstruction of your faith has been around all throughout the Bible. You read of people and their idea of what they believed God to be getting demolished and then God coming in and restoring that, right? So you can read it throughout scripture. You read it with Jesus and the disciples and and Jesus and the Pharisees and, you know, talking about this is what you think it is, but this is what it actually is, right? So you just read it all throughout scripture. So we hear the word deconstruction is kind of the pop word right now. What's popular to say, but it's really nothing new, but I think it's good as believers to have an understanding because I do believe that There is a a deconstruction movement going on where people are using it as a leg to stand on to really rip apart the Bible, rip apart God. And and so to know why you believe and what you believe and what foundation that is built upon is of utmost importance in your faith journey. Because winds come, hard times come, troubles come, things that might shake your faith come. You might have a faith that maybe isn't been built upon the healthiest foundation or upon Jesus Christ. Maybe you had a faith that was built upon just being raised up in the church. And maybe your faith was raised upon fellow believers. Maybe your grandma was a really strong Christian and inspired you to be strong Christian and to grow in your faith in that way, which is important to have people in your life who are an example. But what happens when that person doesn't live up to the standard of who who we thought they were and they let us down and then all of a sudden our faith is shaken. And I I would argue to say that is a lot of what I see in deconstruction or when I've had deconstruction in my own life where I felt like I wanted to walk away from God or I was wrestling with God was when people failed me and not so much God failed me. But what was happening in my life was I was probably making an idol out of a person or I saw that person to be like Christ or like God. And, and you wouldn't admittedly say that at that time, but to you in that season or to me in that season, that person was a lot of what my faith was. And then when my relationship with them was rocked, my faith was rocked. That was a lot at once, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. But I I think just to set like the basis of, you know, what is your feel? your faith built on and where have you come from in your faith and things like that. You've, if you've been listening to our podcast, you've heard us talk about, you know, our, our history with growing up in the church, growing up in Christian homes, how, you know, Trisha's dad's a pastor, things like that, things of different ministry aspects that we've been a part of. Right. And I think it's important to look back because I don't think anybody, any one person can fully from a a child 
be ingrained in a certain way and not change, right? I mean, not just talking about faith, right? Everybody changes as they grow up, right? And you have different ideas than what you were taught and how things should be, whether that's faith-related or not. And so I think it's important to just step back and take a look of, okay, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church regularly. I went I went to personally to a Christian private school, right, and did all those things. I was very involved in youth group. I started playing worship music with youth group, played it on Sundays. I did uh, bands outside of church that had a Christian message, things like that. And I think for Trish, you know, she grew up in a Christian home. She went to church regularly. Her dad was a minister. She went on different ministry trips. She did all these things. And, you know, she constantly heard things from her dad's perspective. I heard things from my mom's perspective. Or, you know, we could just say parents in general, right? And we essentially, you know, I went to, you know, mainly the church I went to was that the school I went to was out of the church I went to, right? So very much hearing the same message, you know, day in and day out. And Trish was hearing the same message day in and out. The church she went to, obviously, well, her dad was the pastor. So she's at home with with her dad, right? And I think it's something that you see where we've, we kind of, you know, talked about here at the beginning of deconstruction being kind of a hot button word is what I've seen over the years not necessarily like my personal deconstructing because we're going to we're we'll dive into more of what deconstruction is or what we think it is versus what the world thinks it is over the probably the next episode but we're trying to give a base here and what I've seen in deconstruction over the years I saw I mean I'm 37 now so I've seen it personally from different aspects of different people at least the last 20 years you know my late teens where I saw people whether it was they totally walked away from God right and they just ripped everything apart that they were taught as a young child and I saw it from a different perspective of they were taught one thing but then they came to the realization of I don't know if I agree with that but I do agree with this and I think this is you know the way church is uh, I've seen it where people on, honestly don't think that going to church is important. It's just all about the relationship with God. And that's, you know, something that they maybe grew up doing, but then they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. It doesn't matter. So there's just all these different aspects of what is deconstruction. And I saw it from being in a, in a music scene and for a good portion of the early 2000s, uh, 2010s, the beginning, where there was a, a big movement, which some of you listening might not have any idea what I'm talking about, where there was Christian hardcore bands, metal bands, you know, heavy bands. And there's a bunch that essentially have come out after the fact and say they don't believe in God. And the only reason they did it was because it was you know, they were raised in the church and they don't believe any of that anymore. And they were just little kids. They, you know, they grew up, they grew up. So they, you know, now they're, now they're adults and they don't believe it. So, you know, as you grow up an adult, as an adult, you know, for us, our background 
and we'll get into some of this over the next couple episodes of how our different views have probably changed. And I think it's still think it's very important though, as parents that we are trying to raise our children up in a way that, you know, our beliefs and their beliefs might not mesh exactly, but if we can give them some influence so that when they are maturing and you know, their brains are more adult and they want to make decisions on their own, that they have some grounding and the decisions they make might not align with ours, but at least we've given them something to think about and not necessarily something to just weigh down, weigh them down where they feel tied down by it. Cause I think that's a, a big portion of the quote unquote problem when people totally just rip everything up they believe in is they felt tied down and you could, you could think of it in extremes and I'm, I'm blabbering. So you can interject at any time trash. But you could think of it in different extremes. So in in Christendom, you know, you can think of certain churches or denominations or sects that um, believe a certain way and are very over the top almost in like almost hate filled. Mm -hmm. And if you, I mean, if I grew up like that and I saw a different view and my eyes were opened up, I don't know that I could you know, totally be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian still. I'm, I might want to rip away as well. Right. There's, there's different aspects, there's extremes and there's different religions that. Well, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings them into repentance. It's not the, the hate filled nature of humans that bring men to repentance, but it's the goodness of God. And so when the goodness of God pours out of us to the world around us, more people are going to be drawn to God but like you said, the examples you're using could actually do the opposite. It could push people away from God because they're not seeing the goodness of God. They're seeing the hardness of our human hearts. And then it will just in turn be a poor reflection of who God actually is. And I even think that's a big thing of in, when I was in different bands of not wanting to, you know, shove Jesus down the, the audience's throat we usually would have a message in there. Some bands, we were way, way more forward about things than others. And sometimes we said a lot and sometimes we said nothing, you know? So it, it was about for us leaning into what does God want us to say, right? And allowing that versus forcing something where I think there's been over the years in that music scene where there's been bands that are like, no, we're this, so we're going to do this even if they didn't really believe it. Right. Because they were trying to fit the Christian quote unquote mode. Right. But I also think along the lines of for Trish and I, we realized in a, at a young age in our marriage, we got married when we were 20, where we saw a need where there was just, okay, lots of kids around us grew up going to church they went to youth group on Wednesdays after they graduated high school, moved out of the, their parents' home, went to college, you know, sometimes, you know, some went to like a Christian college and there was that aspect, but you know, went on their own. And, and then it was like, well, they're not with mom and dad. So mom and dad aren't having them go to church. And they also didn't have like a focused youth group ministry at them. So since it wasn't geared towards them, they didn't want to go. Right. And I think there's 
there's some realistic view there in what came out of that for us you know it weighed on us where we were like we want to you know not necessarily do youth ministry but we want to do young adult ministry and we did that with another couple for a number of years and i think that was very healthy but at the same time there's you know even people that were a part of that that i've seen they've changed views on things that they were taught by us or things that they were taught growing up and that's that's to be expected i think it's very much a real thing of kids coming out of their parents home in their you know late teens early 20s and starting to grow up more right and then even into their 30s sometimes where they just don't know what they really believe and i think it's what we're going to be going over the next couple of weeks is what's the healthy you know way of going about that We'll, we'll define more. I think we're, we're kind of going around it a little bit. We'll define more about deconstruction and things like that. And then what's the healthy way to go about it versus just ripping everything apart. And like Thaddeus said, we're going to talk about this more in future episodes. But what Merriam-Webster's Dictionary does say about the word deconstruction is it, it very clearly says that deconstruction does not mean demolition instead it means breaking down or analyzing something especially the words in a work of fiction or nonfiction, to discover its true significance which is supposedly almost never exactly what the author intended and so here's the thing to know about what we're going to be talking about in the next few episodes is that the like what this said is that it doesn't mean demolition and I know this to be true that a lot of what the deconstruction movement right now is out there, I think, well, I think there's a few approaches. There is a very healthy approach to challenge everything. You know, if you see something in, in the body of Christ and you're like, wait, that doesn't line up with what I understand God to be from scripture, the God of scripture, you know, to be like, okay, well, why are we doing that? Why are we acting that way? That is healthy. It is, there is a healthy point of deconstruction. Deconstruction can be what builds your faith. It can be what challenges your faith. It can be what pushes you closer to God. For me, that's exactly what happened. It was that moment of, of taking everything I believed and being like, why do I believe this? That really was put me on a trajectory to grow into um, a faith that was much stronger and a faith that was much more um, theologically sound. But I would say that deconstruction and um, probably what culture means it to be right now, not, not in the truest sense of the word, not in the way the dictionary defines it, but deconstruction in the way culture intends it to be in the current state we're in is twofold is one what I just said but then secondly would be to bring demolition to faith it is to take what people believe about God and totally destroy it and demolish it and and even tear up the foundation of it so but that is not what the dictionary definition of deconstruction is and so we want to make sure we're clear going forward that when we're talking a lot about deconstruction of faith we're probably coming at it more from the the remodeling of your faith or reconstruction of your faith or um, not necessarily to tear down and destroy but what this said even uh, Merriam-Webster says is because that it wasn't what the author intended it to be 
And so when we think of that in a biblical sense, we think of what God intended the Bible to be and how humans have misinterpreted it. And when you look at history's past of times of reformation in the body of Christ, when, when, you know, Martin Luther, different people have come in and brought change into the body of Christ, it was because there was a misunderstanding of scripture. And then these people came in and brought a reformation and a reforming of what their understanding of scripture to be. And so it can be deconstruction in its truest sense. And in the way I, I view it in my life is only for the remodel purpose is to only be found to have a healthy foundation. And so we're going to talk about that on the next few episodes. We're going to talk about the importance of, of having good sound doctrine of having a good understanding of who God is as you're studying scriptures. So you can study scriptures in a healthy way. And I think that this is going to be an exciting ride, an exciting journey. We're, you know, we only have our own experiences to pull from. And like that is so sharing like the experiences we've seen of people totally demolishing their faith in the sense of deconstruction, but really it was a demolition of their faith. And so. And, and I think we can give some somewhat specific examples of, of, things we've seen in the church body, right? Maybe when I say somewhat specific, I don't want to badmouth anybody. You know, I don't want to put anybody on blast and, you know, anything like that. But we can give some examples that are, are real right, without ma- naming some names, you know, whether that's names of people or organizations or anything like that. But I think we can be able to give you some examples that maybe aren't ours, but ones that we've seen. And that could be in the the good or the bad, right? The the demolishing or the remodeling. I just want to read a scripture as we close here for this episode. And it's out of Romans 10, verse 16. It says, But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? And then verse 17 goes on to say, So faith cometh from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. But I ask, do the people of Israel really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I will rouse your jealousy through people who are not even of this nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolish Gentiles. And later Isaiah spoke boldly for God, saying, I was found by people who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, all day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. And to me, this is just a reminder that God is there for us. He wants us, you know, he was pursuing the people of Israel. He gave them prophets and he, he sought after them. And they heard the message, but did they really receive it? And we just have to make sure that where our hearts are. Are we in a place where we really want to receive from God? Are we in a place where we really want to grow in our faith? You know, it said faith cometh by hearing the good news about Christ. And so are we in a place where we're willing to open ourselves up to hear the good news of Christ? Or are we in a place where we're going to harden our hearts towards that good news and not receive it? And so for us, that's each individual response. Like I can't choose how anybody who hears this is going to respond or hears the message of the gospel. But I can only choose how I am going to receive the message of the gospel. So 
I hope I always receive it with an open heart towards the truth of the goodness of God and a, a heart that is longing for the truth of the goodness of God, because I think that there's a desire in us to long for what we want more than what is truth. And so, cause sometimes truth is hard. It rubs against us. It, it's, it's painful because it's not our will. And that's, what's hard about truth. And so anyways, I look forward to this journey through, through, um, deconstruction, reconstruction, um, whatever you want to label it as what we've seen throughout the, the scriptures, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And so none of this is new, like none of this is new. It's just new words, new labeling, um, but nothing new. So, but I look forward to talking more about it and hopefully helping all of you listeners to have more tools in your tool belt, just to combat the lies of the enemy, to combat, um, the lies we believe ourselves and to hopefully be on the offense and not always on the defense on some of this stuff. So if you enjoy this, this kind of conversation, this kind of talk, this, this subject very much, we very much would encourage you to, to come back and listen uh, to the next couple episodes and just be on the lookout for those as we ex- explore kind of what, what this all means. And like Trish said, nothing's new, but it's just, it's out there. Right. And the, I guess the new part of it is we live in a day and age where, uh, something like this is talked about and it's on a bigger scale because social media, honestly. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not new. It's just way more out front. And so hopefully we can, uh, give a little take on it and hopefully it can mean something and that God can, can use it to maybe open up perspectives So I encourage you to come back to listen to the next couple episodes as we continue on this. So as we wrap this up, I'd encourage you, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, you could always email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. Or you can find us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Just search Fallen Short Podcast and you should be able to find us. Otherwise, you can go to our website directly, fallenshortpodcast.com, and you can leave us a message uh, through a comment on any of the episodes, and we can communicate that way. So uh, we really do appreciate uh, you listening, and if you want to share this with your friends, we really would appreciate that as well. It doesn't cost you a thing if you feel like this is something somebody should hear. So we would really appreciate it if you feel the, uh, the urge to do so. You can find us on almost any podcast platform. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish. And we love you guys. or maybe you're aspiring to start one if you are we'd like to encourage you to check out blueberry podcasting for all of your hosting needs we use blueberry today and let me tell you it's it's real slick uh works with our website just fine on a plugin so if you use our code fallen short you can get your first month free so you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast